Ready for the interview And if you get a cue Live on the laptop Watch what I'm gonna do Welcome to the show Let them know we got a point of view Hey, yo Let's have a combo Say what you feel Be real, that's the motto Real talk, pronto Doctor D, PhD Hit the intro Hold up, wait Gotta be social Network global Home for the locals Gotta be social Network global Home for the locals Well, I think we're going to be in the same place pretty soon again in uh, Chicago, right? Mm-hmm. We're on a panel together. Ooh, uh, I can't wait. I can't wait because um, the last two times we were near each other, I think, um, I don't know, we were like runners up for some pretty big awards. And then um, I think the next time, I think maybe we won them. I think that's how that worked. So it's going to be pretty uh, electric. <laughs> Yeah, it is pretty electric. And speaking of that, um, one, I, I enjoyed listening to you accept the award and loved your speech. What was that moment like for you? It's, I think it was a little bit surreal because I feel that there's so many deserving people, right? And you're up there and... For me, anyway, I'm a very non-traditional fitness professional. I was an investment banker who was an English teacher who, because I just happened to be in the fitness world for like 20-something years, um, didn't realize that when I got sick and got a disease at age 30, that that was like my gift. And just to be able to say, hey, you know what? You can achieve anything that you want to do, just keep showing up. And that was kind of, for me, it was a just a moment in my life where I've shown up so much that I got to show up on that stage in front of all those people to be that, you know, physical representation of, you know, we've all been through things and those are your gifts. And that was what was cool for me to be able to to represent all of those different, you know, whether it's special populations or people with diseases or in pain. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not your, your average step toucher, you know, (laughs) nothing wrong with that. (laughs) But I I do have to say it was amazing to see you also, um, because we were kind of tag team with, um, fitness instructor and personal trainer and it's, it just it warmed my heart to to see you and hear you speak as well. So, how did you feel? By the way, I'm going to turn this yeah, over to you uh, for a second. It was definitely a surreal moment. It was, um, you know, you're up there and you're staring out there and all these people, and um, I just felt like a lot of gratitude, very grateful for the experience, and um, you know, just a validation in in many ways. You're there with all your peers, you're there with all these incredible people who have done so much in the business. And at least for me, a lot of my work has just been, you know, behind the scenes. It's not like I'm out there in front of a lot of people. They're seeing me on line a ton of things. So it was just, it was nice to be recognized in the industry. And um, I think for all of our fellow, our colleagues and stuff, you know, good things can happen. Keep pushing forward, keep working really hard. And, uh, an idea is a great platform for recognizing people doing some really good things in the business. 
Sure. For sure. Yeah, so... I know. I can't wait to see you there again. We get to uh, awards... Yeah, I think there's a lot that's going to be um, is going to be happening in Chicago, and being on a panel, I think it's going to be interesting. I I really know a lot about what's going to happen on this panel, actually, and I guess it's like a Q and A and things like that. But I think that's going to be pretty interesting as well. You know, just a gathering of of minds, I think, is what is so great. And anytime that you know someone has a someone has a question about fitness or wellness or training or I love listening to panels because every single person has has got to where they have succeeded whatever that means in a different way and they've all been on a different journey and that's what I love to hear that just because you know you studied exercise science your whole life doesn't mean that that's why that's what's going to make you successful it's all these other things and that's what i love about you know just going to conferences or learning or talking to people there's such power in connection and again even having a podcast listening to i listened to your last podcast right um loved loved um hearing you know just from other panelists so cool like you know, talking about, you know, women's issues and I mean, all of this stuff is great and all of us are so different. Um, so what is it that, that like it. you love mentioned it. about panelists and the different questions? What are some questions? I think this would be interesting. What are some of the most common questions you get from people uh, about health and wellness? Because uh, I think a lot, you know, with people, they connect with us. They want to learn about different things that we know and we want to learn from them. But what do you hear from people mostly? So I guess it depends um, because my niche is working with people with arthritis and that are in chronic pain or have, you know, chronic illnesses, your Parkinson's, your, you know, Alzheimer's, um, people that have had replacements, people that are like, how do I, you know, get to where I was or I'm in pain or a lot of it is, you know, can I, do you think that I can do what I did? How do I get back to what I was doing? Um, that's one of the biggest ones. And what's really interesting, and, and I'm a huge proponent of this, um, we talk about fitness. It doesn't start with physical. It starts with, it starts mental. And that's one of the things that I think we're missing sometimes. Um, just yesterday I had, there was, um, a magazine was doing an article and it was called, you know, it was about women and like reducing belly fat. And the, the demographic who reads this paper, right. reads this magazine is like 40, 50, 60. And I'm like, you know, and they're asking me these questions to comment on this article. And I'm like, time it out here. Time it out. Like belly fat is not about what exercises you could do. I'm like, and some of the exercises you're showing, like, you're on your back. You're, like, sitting up and throwing a medicine ball. I'm like, what is happening right now? I'm like, half people can't get on the floor. Like, th- this is not safe. Like, some of the science is not correct in here. And I said, I'm, I'm sorry to, to rain on your parade. I said, but if you're, like, 50 and you're or you're 40 and you're 
pre, you know, perimenopausal or, or menopausal. I'm like, I don't care what crunches you do. You're, you're not reducing your belly fat. Like this is, it's hormonal. It's what you eat. Like, and no one's getting a six pack unless it's genetic or, you know, whatever. And these are some of the questions. Like, I'm like, what's happening here? Like, this is like, there's such a disconnect, um, between, you know, and they're like, well, Christine, like what, what are we supposed to say? And I was like, you say that it's important that you're strong. Like, we need to focus on being strong and not about the aesthetics. And, and those are the questions I get a lot of, well, what? And I said, well, don't you want to be independent for the rest of your life? Do you, don't you want to not fall so you don't break a hip? Well, how do you, how do you not get injured when you fall? You don't fall. <laughs> you fall less. <laughs> like, you know, um, I think these are the things that it starts, It like I said, the questions I get are a lot physical, but they're all, they all go back to mental. And I'm sure that you have the same experience. Yeah, sometimes. I mean, I definitely experienced the same thing. And it makes me think of, in our industry, why are we, as a collective industry, promoting articles like that or things like that, where it's like, lose belly fat through these exercises? Like, why are those still prevalent? And what is it that we're not doing properly marketing it so that people aren't buying into these things? I mean, it, number one, cream. Okay. Everything goes back to cream. Cash rules everything around me. Okay. Number one. Um, and yeah, you could see that I grew up in New York. I'm a rap girl. But um, it's, you know, number one, it's money. And what are what are we trying to do? It's, hey, Give us money and we'll give you exercises or we'll give you potions or we'll give you pills. We'll give you the quick fix. Hey, give me money on the side. I'll give you some some of these shots, these Ozempic shots you can put in your stomach. By the way, they're not really for, you know, like we're, we're constantly looking for the easy way because guess what? At the end of the day, no one wants to work hard, right? So... It's a lot easier to pick up this flashy magazine with this girl in her bikini. Um, or who do you stop and look at on social media? You're looking at the people that tend to be, quote unquote, what society deems as attractive. We're not, it's hard to get away from that. It's hard. Our, we're wired this way. And... You know, we're wired to see flashy things and, and be towards it. We're wired to see a color red and and look. That's, I don't know how to get rid of that aside from education and changing some of, you know, you've seen a lot of the marketing ads, you know, right now are, are much more diverse, much different body, um, you know, body sizes and shapes and but at the end of the day, um, we're still picking up that magazine that says, here, take these pills and they'll help you lose weight. Yeah. I think this is always going to be a struggle for humans. I think it's consistently been a struggle forever and it will continue to be a struggle. Part of it's the human condition. And even when you have a lot of education and you tell people things, it's so hard to overcome this idea of like, how can I cut corners? How could I do something that makes this process cut in half? 
And I think that's that's always going to be difficult for us. But what's the responsibility of fitness professionals to not be pulled into that type of advertising or marketing? It's it's so difficult. Um, I will tell you that uh, one of the I have to I have to say I'm gonna I'm gonna throw everybody out under the bus. This is this is what I do. Ready? So um, I don't know how many years. Maybe it was like a decade. I know I know. Doctor D's social networks heating up right now. Ready? Here we go. Um, there is a course of, of co- a, um, just someone else in the fitness industry. Her name is, uh, Dr. Carly Taylor. And the two of us talk a lot about disordered eating and eating disorders and things like that. And we've spoken at a lot of conferences. And what's interesting is that in the fitness world, um, you will see that, um, that certain certain education or certain um, different lectures and, and movement sessions are really packed, right? And then when you think about something like, you know, helping your clients with disordered eating or identifying this or help, you know, what fit pros need to know, there's not that many people in those um, sessions. And it's interesting because we actually say this to the audience and we've spoken at schools and universities and, and fit fitness conferences and and we say this to them we said why do you think that this session is not overflowing and we say it right to them and what the answer always is is that because we don't see that we have a problem we don't see because we're not ready to accept it so a lot of, you know, again, that's just one example that I see with the, you know, disordered eating, eating disorders. But I think that's, you know, it goes across across the board when people don't realize, hey, what I'm saying is, is fine. Like, I, I mean, I've got a bunch of fitness classes on my schedule and they say muffin blast and like bikini ready. Like what's what's wrong with that? That's awesome. Right. Gets people in the door. Right. Like they don't they're not even thinking. Like when they go up to someone and they say to them like, hey, oh my gosh, I haven't seen you in a while. You look great. Not realizing that that person has just, I don't know, starved themselves for like three weeks because they're in a depression and they, you know, had someone break up with them because they thought. It's like we keep promoting these bad behaviors because we're not even cognizant that we are promoting it. It's, I think that's part of where this starts. And it's for us to call people out and say, hey, you know what? That's, mm, it's not right. Or, hey, what are you doing to help uh, the people in your class or the people you're lecturing that mm, don't feel that they can keep up with you or they don't feel good enough or smart enough or strong enough. Are you, are you giving them options? Are you, are you pumping them up? Uh, there's, I think there's a lot. And again, like for me dealing with chronic diseases, people are like, Oh, well I don't, I teach general populations and I teach athletes. I'm sorry. One in two people in the United States right now is in some sort of chronic pain. That's fact. And they're like, but not everyone has disease. Well, I'm sorry. Did you forget about depression? That's a chronic disease. Did you forget about, um, you know, 
alcoholism and <laughs> drug use and eating disorders and one in eight people have diabetes and one in four people don't know it. Like, it's it's something that we're just not, we're not dealing with. And we're not talking about it. And why are we not talking about this stuff? Like, I don't know. Women go through menopause. All right. Like, great. Now what? It's just a part of life. And I think it's up to us to be more comfortable, which goes back to, like you and I and everyone else at these conferences getting together on panels and saying, it's time to speak. Open your I mouth. I love that. Uh, Christine, you really encompassed one of my bigger missions, which is advocating for the industry, but also talking about like, hey, we need to like push different organizations and people to put out better stuff. So for example, as as both of us who speak at conferences, attend conferences, how can the conference organizers become better at not promoting things like muffin blasts or putting abs and assets on on the on the um on the schedule you know like is it's like and I've been in committees where we talk about this like what do we need to do to kind of discourage that on a conference level organization level all right so uh, we're putting aside the cream thing Cash rules everything around me, okay? Because number one is that if, like, if you came, if I owned a, a company right now and you came to me and said, hey, um, I've got this great program. It's called Muffin Blast and, like, but like Butter, right? And you're going to say that's the name of your company and I want to sponsor at your conference and I'm going to give you 50 grand. What, what do I say to you? No, that's not appropriate, the name of your company. These are real, I mean, I know that sounds ridiculous, but I'm just trying to to show that, you know, there is a money component to this. I mean, it comes down to business, right? Um, the other part that needs to happen is that there needs to be people, like there needs to, I don't know, is there someone that can sit on a committee or their, part of their job is to screen to screen some of the names, to screen some of the, um, I mean, we talk about, we talk about like DEI, our diversity, equity, inclusion, right? It is so, I'm so annoyed with all of the, you know, oh, we're going to be this and we're going to do that and we're not going to say these words. You know what? Here's the deal. We are all human beings, if we could strip away some of these words, the just diction, the semantics, right? Just and just treat each other like human beings. We just want to be accepted. We just want to feel good. We just want to feel loved. We just want to feel enough. Ask yourself those questions when someone comes to you and says, "Here, you need to work on your abs. You need to take this muffin blast class." Okay, so I'm objectifying my body and calling it a, a, I don't know, the name of a food. How how to go back to the basic human conditions? I don't, I don't care if you're like you're larger bodied or smaller bodied or you're black, you're white, you're red, you're brown, you're purple. I don't care. I don't care what religion you are or race. I I care about. Okay, why are we talking negatively about our bodies? Let's talk, let's, okay, well, strong core. There you go. Just, we have to have these 
little like clicky words that pop. Again, we're trying to grab attention. We're so attention seeking. But at the end of the day, you want to be respected. I don't respect that. I don't respect these names that kind of degrade parts of your body. And again, my thing is, is if you ever take any of my sessions and we're talking about arthritis or fitness, it starts here. I'll say, don't come to me if you think I'm just going to hand out exercises for people to do or whatnot. It's get on the train because we're going on a psychological train ride right now before we even start anything else. Um, you know, again, I, I don't care if you have a, any sort of issues, you know, physically, you have a disease, mental disabilities. I don't care. It's we all go back to those human, you know, we're all human beings. And, and that so is what we want. So what do you say about, because I think this is a good conversation for us, but our colleagues as well, who exist on a lot of different platforms online. So what's the responsibility of people like us, our colleagues, to point out online when someone puts out something that's totally ridiculous and objectifying and is not indicative of us moving forward as an industry? How do we respond to that? This is a really loaded question. Um, there is, I think it's really important as a, as an industry, right? You and I, right? In the, in the positions we are right now as current holders of these idea world, we are the people that need to set the example and advocate. When I see someone put something out there, it is not up to me to jump on their platform and say, why would you put this? The negative doesn't, you know, it doesn't cancel out negative, right? It doesn't work. Um, the other thing is that there is room for private conversations. There is room for, the, I mean, if this is social media and you don't really know them, um, you could message them privately. Like I always think of, have a conversation. We're so afraid to have conversations with people. And mainly, and I have to say this, that a lot of people think social media is like a cesspool, right? Like negative and this and that. I actually think social media is pretty positive for if you do it right. I'm going to say that right now. If you are on social media, right? And you're following all these people that are objectifying others and are putting people down and, you know, saying negative things and complaining, those are not the people that you should have in your life. And ask yourself, take a look next time you're on social media. Look at what is going on here. Look at, look at the fitness professionals. I always say people Google, right? Oh, I'm Googling this workout. I'm, no, no, no. We're, let's not Google people. Let's actually go to a training. Let's go to a conference. Let's do some real valid online coursework. Um, I think nothing beats in person, by the way, and, you know, obviously online is second, but um, look at who you're looking at is the other part of this. Um, the less we can pump them up and follow these types of people, the better, number one. But, you know, if it's someone like you or I and we see this and we know that person, there's no reason why you can't send a text or pick up a phone or, hey, you know, I'm, I'm a little confused by, by what you just posted, you know, I'm kind of, I'm a little taken back. I don't really agree with, 
What's wrong with that? That's opening up a conversation. You're not saying, oh, you're, you're a terrible person. You're not pointing the finger. It's ask why. Hey, I'm just wondering why you posted that. People have done that to me before. Hey, I was just wondering why you posted that article. Some people don't agree with certain articles I'll post about, you know, fitness or nutrition or, and I'll say, hey, you know, listen, you may agree or you may disagree. It's not for everybody, but here's why. At least I can give a, a good response. Question. Like, I think that's my answer to you. You see something like that? Question it. Don't go after them. Just question. Because then it at least makes that person think like, hmm, wow, you know, Christine does a lot with, you know, speaking to younger generations or body images and, hmm, maybe I should second, you know, maybe I should have a second thought about why I keep putting out, you know, Muffin Blast part one, part three, part eight, you know, like maybe we could, maybe we could do something, but it's catchy. Like I said, it's a lot of this goes back to money, right? But it's up to us to open our Yeah, mouths. I think the um, the monetary part is unavoidable and disgusting. And we know that. I mean, it runs a lot of corporations, even though they may have an ethical issue with something like that. If it lines someone's pockets, it becomes a very difficult wall to over to climb to see past that. But then I think that, again, that's where people like ourselves and our colleagues come in. We have to advocate and say, is this really what we want as our representation for our business? And I love what you said about contacting people like in a message. Because I don't like seeing fitness professionals argue with each other like in a feed in front of all people. I really don't like that. I think it's negative. It doesn't help our industry. A private conversation is so much better. It's what we need to be focusing on. Totally agree. Totally agree. And we're so afraid sometimes to just speak. We're losing that, again, that human connection. I keep going back to that. It's, these are characteristics that are universal and it's up to us to uphold those because we're not just dealing with your body. We, I mean, back in the day, the fitness professional was, we exercise you, but now it's, it's a lot more because we know a lot more about science, right? We know a lot more about human movement. We know about the human brain and all of the systems and chemicals and everything works together. That's, that's the thing um, I think is, is the, the coolest thing about what you and I can do right now is open people's minds to things that they may not have thought of to better help their clients, or their friends, or their loved ones. Because, you know, people might say, oh, hey, I, mm, I heard that girl talk. Wait, what was she into? Like chronic disease something? Oh, what was uh, what was Darian doing? Oh, yeah. he. And that's, that's the thing. It's get out there. And if you see people that you agree with their message, right? Like, oh, man, I can learn from that. Start taking courses, start going to see these people speak, reach out to us because we can at least put you in contact with people that may help you as well. Um, You know, like one of the things I do is I write courses. It's like, 
Oh, another question I get a lot is like, Christine, how do you become, you know, how did you become an arthritis fitness specialist and whatnot? I'm like, well, aside from, you know, studying exercise science for 25 years and then getting diagnosed with said disease and working with doctors all over and exercise scientists, I'm like, I also wrote the course. So, you know, it's like you do all this research and you put it out there and you continue. It's not like I just was like, oh, look, I learned all this stuff and here you go. It's here's what I learned in 15 years. Bam. And now science is changing again. We've got to stay up on that. And for the people around us, we're promoting that. Like what else? What else can you do? Yeah, most definitely. I, I wanted to get some, um, because I think it's great, like you and I are talking, we're conference goers and speakers. For people who uh, haven't attended conferences regularly or or have and kind of don't know how to like maximize their conference, what are some tips you would give some of our colleagues for having a great conference? Listen, listen up carefully. All right, that's a good one. Um, I used to go to conferences and it was like, I'd go with my girlfriends and, you know, you'd go to every single super hard class, right, all day long. And you just, at the end of the day, maybe a couple lectures, right? But you just, like, peel yourself off the floor and then you go out and party at night and then you'd be hungover. The, um, who, I don't know who this is, but anyway, back in the day. And you'd do it again. And it was awesome. You got your CECs. And then started realizing that that's actually not what, a fitness professional is, and that's not what they stand for. So if you're someone who's just like, I love exercise and I want to go just to learn new things and, and see what's out there. Okay, great. Go, go do all those things. But if you're actually a fitness professional and you have your own business and you are a manager and you are someone who wants to take your, your career to the next level and learn more, you know what? You could even leave your shoes at home if you want and wear your stilettos, Darian. There it is. Wear your stilettos. Um, Because you should be going to most of the lectures is what you should be doing. You should have a notebook and you should write, 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 write and learn some new programs. Learn some of the new science that's out, the nutrition that's out there. Look at the new programming. Some of it you're going to be like, this is awesome. Some of it you're going to be like, wow, this is absolutely not what I want to do. Even if you hate a session, you've learned something. That's not something I want to do or that's not in my wheelhouse. Um, And the other part of that is that you should be going up to aligning yourself. So for me, if I'm, you know, I do a lot of recovery and arthritis and chronic disease fitness, all of that. When I go to a conference... Those are all of the sessions that I'm taking. I want it to be something that is going to be useful, that I can come home and say, wow, I heard this great speaker and they talked about this, this, and this. I didn't think about that before. So little things that you can implement when you get home right away. Also, the way that I got here, which I talk about, I elbowed my way into the fitness industry. I still don't know how I was up on that stage, right? It just, you show up, you put your head down and you work towards your passion Um, so I've been in the fitness industry for like 20 something years, but I've only been full time in here, whatever that means for six years. And the way that that happened was that every time I went to a conference, every time I would see someone speak, I would go up and meet them. Hi, my name is Christine Conti. 
I loved what you were saying, blah, blah, blah. I would love to, you know, follow up with you. Um, do you have contact information? I would always go and email them. Thank you so much after to follow up, get on their email lists. Um, if there were any sort of time outside to speak with them individually, I would do that. Also, um, I don't know how many people, and I'm not saying that I'm just take it for what it's worth. I don't know how many people I've had glasses of wine with and talked about nothing fitness over the years. How's your family? What are you doing? Where do you live? But it's about building relationships. Go to these conferences and build relationships. Not networking like, oh, hey, buy my thing or do this or I do. No. Hi, I'm Christine. Where do you live? What do you? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's cool. That's what networking is. That's when people talk about how do you meet people and network. What's authentic relationships? Just be a human being. Be a human. Right? Like, that. it's the best thing ever because now all these people that I idolized when I was younger in the fitness world are now my friends. Because of, I just wanted to learn. And I thought that they had great education and experience and I just kept pulling them closer and closer because they're the ones that are going to pave the way for for us and then we're going to do that for people after us I love that uh, those are great tips I mean like quality tips and you know one of the things I think if you're thinking of going to conferences and fitness I think it's it's important for people like ourselves to promote that because I can't tell you how many colleagues I talk to don't even know that idea exists uh, as, a, as a conference to go to they may have heard of ACSM they they may have never been to earth so like they just don't go and meet other colleagues so we have a conference coming up ACSM idea in February Christine and I will be there on a panel doing different things would encourage you to use those tips that Christine talked about when you're coming to uh, these types of conferences. We want to talk to you. We want to be collegial with you. We want to help you. That's really important for that. So, Christine, I really thank you for coming on and talking about that because I think as this conference comes up, it's great tips for people as they make a decision to come to something like ACSM IDEA and how they can maximize that conference. So thank you so much for being on and thank you for providing so much quality information. Oh, for sure. And I would end by just saying we always look for ROI, right? ROI. We love what we do. We're passionate. But what's the return on investment? There is no better return than being in the room, right? This is marketing right here. You are your brand. You're going to show up. You're going to talk to people. There is no amount of marketing money on social media that is going to match you showing up and meeting someone in person. So, I I mean, we can't wait to see all of you, right, in Chicago. It's going to be awesome. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. This has been amazing. And um, you are going to be on with the Two Fit Crazies in January on uh, the Two Fit Crazies and a Microphone podcast. So if um, you need to hear more of this guy, stay tuned. <laughs>